Hello, welcome to the Guilt, Grace, Gratitude podcast. This is one of your co-hosts, Peter Bell, and we are on Catechism Saturday, Lord's Day number 46, and we will be going through question answers 120 to 121, covering the first parts of the Lord's Prayer. But before we start, make sure you guys listen to Monday's episode 10 of season three, Promises and Fulfillments on Dr. Michael Kruger's chapter, Covenants in the Gospels. And we had on with us Martin Velasquez of Reformed Raza. And Thursday's book club episode with Dr. Bobby Jameson, who's associate pastor of Capitol Hill Baptist Church, on his recent book published by Crossway, The Path to Being a Pastor. So let's start. Question answer 120. Why has Christ commanded us to address God as our Father? Answer, to awaken in us at the very beginning of our prayer what should be basic to our prayer, a childlike reverence and trust that through Christ, God has become our Father and will much less refuse to give us what we ask in faith than where our parents refuse us the things of this life. So the preface is contained in the words, Our Father who is in heaven. And this consists of two parts. A calling upon the true God, contained in the words, Our Father, and a description of the true God expressed by the words, Who is in heaven. Christ commands us to pray this way because God desires to be called upon with due honor, which consists of, a true knowledge, confidence, and obedience. God is our Father in respect to our creation, in respect to our redemption and reception into divine favor through Christ our Mediator. Christ is the only begotten and natural Son of God. We are by nature the children of earth and are adopted as children by God for Christ's sake in respect to our sanctification in the Holy Spirit. And Christ will have us call God Father and so address him that we may direct true prayer to God, who is in the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, on account of true knowledge, that we may know and acknowledge him to be our Father, who for the sake of God, or Son of God, our mediator, adopted us as his children when we were his enemies. Just as it says in John 20, verse 17, I ascend to my father and your father on account of reverence, or that we may be led to cherish true reverence towards God. On account of confidence, or that we may have such a confidence wrought in us as that by which we may be assured of being heard, and that God will grant us all things which pertain to our salvation and for a remembrance of creation. Our Father, why does God direct us to say our Father and not my Father? That he may excite in us a confidence of being heard. For since we do not pray alone, but seeing that the whole church unites its voice with ours, God will not reject the prayers of the whole church, but hears them that he might admonish us to mutual love. It is for this reason that Christ, by placing the word 
hour in the very commencement of this prayer would admonish us to the duty of the cherishing mutual love. Because where there is no true love of neighbor, there is no true prayer. And because where there is no true love of neighbor, there is no faith. Question answer 121. Why the words who is in heaven? These words teach us not to think of God's heavenly majesty in an earthly way and to expect from his almighty power everything needed for body and soul. So Christ now commands us to address God as our father who is in heaven, that he might show us what a comfort or contrast and difference there is between earthly parents and his father, who is not earthly, but heavenly, dwelling gloriously in heaven, who rules everywhere with heavenly glory and majesty, presides over all things, and who governs by his providence the whole world, which he himself created, who is free from all manner of corruption and change, who even there, that is in heaven, manifests himself gloriously to angels, and declares what a father he is, how good, how great, and rich. That he might excite in us a confidence that God hears us, because he is our father, and is possessed of infinite goodness, which he especially displays in heaven. Then he will also give us all things necessary for our salvation. That he might excite in us reverence, that he may call upon him in fervency of spirit that the minds of all those who worship him may be elevated and fixed upon earthly things, that he, we may be led to desire heavenly things, that we may not fall into the error of the heathen who imagine that God can be adored and worshiped in creatures. And lastly, that we might be admonished not to direct our prayers to any particular place as under the Old Testament. So thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Guilt, Grace, Gratitude podcast, Catechism Saturday, Lord's Day number 46. We covered question answers 120 and 121 on the Lord's Prayer and the first preference, Our Father who is in heaven. Make sure you guys listen to next Monday's episode 11 in season three, Promises and Fulfillment, an introduction to covenant theology. We had Dr. Guy Waters on the chapter that he wrote, Covenants and Paul. And Dr. Guy Waters is a professor of New Testament at RTS Jackson. And Thursday, we have a brand new guest from a new seminary from book club, uh, Dr. Stephen Myers on his new book, God to Us, published by Heritage Books. And he's professor of systematic and historical theology at Puritan Reformed Theological Seminary. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And we will see you next week. Bye. Hey, guys, we hope you enjoyed that episode of our podcast, Guilt, Grace, Gratitude. And we, as we've said before, we are bridging the gap to reformed Christian theology for your listening pleasure. So we would like to make sure this is enjoyed by others around the world and how to best do that is rate and review us on itunes yeah and you after you rate a review or instead of rate and review or doing everything all in once retweeting us on twitter liking us on twitter liking us on instagram following us on both of those platforms 
because that actually puts in front of people's physical face this podcast, these guests, and most importantly, the gospel, the doctrines uh, that these guests are bringing in front of you guys. So please do that. It helps get in front of more people. Amen. And hopefully you guys are part of a local church and you're tithing. And uh, after that, after tithing, if you have any means left over, please consider donating to us to make sure our bridge is well paved and maintained and strong and sturdy. As again, we bridge the gap to reform Christian <laughs> theology. Exactly. The yeah. And you guys can find that link on Anchor, our official Anchor website. If you just go on um, our social media links, it'll it'll link you to that website. It's also at the bottom of these this podcast show notes. If you're on this podcast, this specific episode, scroll all the way to the bottom of that show notes, and you guys will find a link for this for three different options of donating. So we hope you guys can help us bridge the gap, pay for shipping, get nicer stuff, all for the focus of spreading the gospel further. Yep. All for the kingdom of God. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you guys next time.